0: Hello, we're back with 10 Minutes of Power, and today we are continuing to talk about the building blocks of prayer, and today we're going to talk about Psalm 137. So we'll say our blessing and be on our way. I don't say this very often, but I actually need to say it, so I'm going to say it. Those of you who are enjoying the podcast, if you could make a tax-deductible donation to Macombi. Help them keep going. That would be very appreciated. Thanks. All right. So we're on Psalm 137. Let's just set the historical setting. The first temple is destroyed in 586 B.C.E. The upper crust of Jews goes to uh, goes to Babylonia. The, the most of the Jews just stay in Israel. Um, Seventy years later, the Jews are given the permission to rebuild the temple, uh, and the Jews that stayed in Israel are now called Samaritans. So that's where the, Samaritan, the name Samaritans come from. And uh, uh, Ezra and Nehemiah come back. They rebuild the temple. But in the meantime, we have this song here, 137, which is a three-part lament. Um, the first part is... Just plain old lament. Uh, The central part is this vow. I am going to remember Jerusalem. And the third part is that good old I am going to get even with the people that did this to me. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just need to hold on to that idea. um, Even though in truth it's not the Jews who get even with the Babylonians, it's the Persians who come in and just you know wreck the Babylonian deal ah, Jews, Persians, who cares? Somebody, somebody wrecked them, we're happy, right? <laughs> the Ancient Near East, what a neighborhood All right, and we're we're going to be using the Mossad Haraf Cook commentary here uh, He has some very nice ideas uh, of what's going on. Okay, Al Naharot Bavel, by the rivers of Babylon, and, and some of you might know this as a as a um, as a round that you learned as a kid, right? By the waters, the waters of Babylon, we lay down and wept and wept for these ions. We remember, we remember, we remember the Zion. They, they, whoever composed that round really got the idea that the psalm was a three-part psalm. Uh, Very neat. All right, so by the waters of Babylon, and of course that would be the Tigris and Euphrates. Okay? Sham Yeshavnu, there we sat, Gamba and we cried. B'zuchrenu etzion, when we thought of Zion. al Arabim betocha. And there on the willow branches, we talinu um, kinorotenu. We, we hung up our lyres. Okay? So, as you probably no right willow trees need a lot of water so you have willow trees willow bushes whatever that will grow next to next to water slash next to irrigation ditches which we know they had okay so um, and and the mosadruf cook commentary here says on the willow trees babylon willow trees grow, grow along the banks of rivers as stated in torah leviticus 2340 willows of the brook we hung our liars, now this is interesting, and hid them from our captors so that they would not force us to play for them. Okay? Um, it's, it, it's it, you know, it, that's interesting to me, anyway. um Because our captors asked us, to sing songs, and our tormentors sort of just mocked our music, okay? Um, Yeah, go ahead, sing us one of those songs of Zion. So, wow, I mean, that's just, you hear the you, you hear the bullying. and you, you also hear that sh- 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 sound again. Um, usually we associate that with the sound of angels' wings. I'm not sure what I associate it with here, to be quite honest, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. But here's what the commentary says here about this business of hanging the liars up in the willows. This ma- This act may have symbolic value, for the wind that blows through the willow trees produces whales because the lyres are hanging on them or else the wind blows through the lyres and produces sounds that join with the rustling leaves and branches creating a gloomy dirge right because think of it there's no fingers operating the the strings so they're all just going to sound at once and it's going to be tuneless and discordant In any case, it can be asked why the exiles hang their liars in the willow trees rather than smashing them or casting them into the river. They may have wished to hide their liars in some secret spot among the willows in the hope that one day they would be liberated from their enemies and could take them up again. Or else they may not have wanted to destroy the liars, for they were the work of their own hands, and they had played their holy songs on them in Zion. Now. If this were before World War II, I might have looked at that commentary and and doubted it. You know, that you would hide your liars, you would hide something precious in the hopes that you would be able to come back to it um, and and get it once the bad times have passed. You see a lot of that behavior during World War II among Jews and non-Jews of you know, hiding things—probably the greatest trick of them all, of course—was taking all the <laughs> work out of the Louvre and hiding it in caves, right? I mean, that was sort of that that sort of behavior at large. So, I, I think that's an actual possibility. To be quite honest, I think there's really a possibility that you hang them up. You don't want them. You don't want them to fall into enemy hands, so you you hide them. I think that's, I think it's believable. All right. So now we're going to start tomorrow on the second part of this song. Talk to you then. Bye.